Alright, Rabotai. So this is a great Shabbat. According to the great Sadiqim, they say that Shabbat Hazon is the highest Shabbat of the year. Although you wouldn't think so. You'd think Shabbat Hazon is like the lowest Shabbat because it's Shabbat before the Shabbat, but quite the quite the contrary. The holy books they talk about the uh, the magical combination of three and seven. You always see that combination all over the Torah, three and seven, by Parah Aduma. The sprinkling is on the third day and the seventh day. You see uh, also the Haftarot that we're reading. There's three Haftarot of Puranut, that's called Tlata de Puranuta, and then we call it Zayin de Nehamata. And the seven haftarot of Nehama, which is the seven haftarot of consolation. So again, you see inyan of three and seven. And there's other other examples as well. What's the inyan? It's not so well known. Everybody thinks that there were seven nations. There were seven. Come on, put your chair over here. We want to see our customers sitting on the box. Seems to pay extra for us. So you have over here, uh, it's not so well known. People think that when we conquered Eretz Yisrael, there were seven nations. But it really wasn't seven nations. It's really ten. But we only got seven out of the ten. The three are still outstanding. It's a Beferush Rashi in this week's Perasha. If you look at Rashi in the Perek Bet, in Pasuk, uh, Pasuk here, so that she dibura matal Yerusha, he says, Asara amamin natati lo. I gave Abraham ten nations. Shiva lachem. Seven you got already. Keni, Kenizi, and Kadmoni. Those are the three that are outstanding. The Keni, the Kenizi, and the Kadmoni. Who are those three? Hen Amon Umoab Vesir. Aha. So we didn't get yet Amon Moab and Seir. Those are the three that are outstanding. Seven we got already in the times of Yoshua. So the Mikubalim write, that's why we have seven haftarot of Nehama, connected the seven nations that we already conquered. The seven are in the bank already. That's Shab the Nehamata. But we have Tlata the Puranuta. We have three Keneged the Puranut. The Puranut is Keneged the three nations that are still outstanding that we didn't conquer yet. Now, if that's the case, we go in order of Ma'alim Bakodesh. So the first Shabbat of the Ben Amitzarim is Keneged Amon. Is that the shame? That Puranut will conquer Amon. The second is Moab. Is that the shame? We'll get the region of Moab as well. But then we know that for Mashiach to come, it says, And then, And it was Shabbat Hazon, it's connected the Isab, it's connected this Malchut Edom, and the Mekubalim write that just like we have a Keter of the Kedushah, we have a Keter of the Kilipah, and therefore, B'nai Yisrael is the Keter of the Kedushah, Esav is the Keter of the Kedipah, 
So therefore, this Shabbat over here is the Shabbat that represents the Shabbat of Kibiyachol, the Ketet. We have to turn the Ketet of the Puranut into the Ketet of the Nehamas. So and it's the highest Madriga that we could reach when we conquer Esav. So there's definitely some magic in this Shabbat. This is, after Rab said it's the highest Shabbat of the year. Not the Shabbat before Yom Kippur, not the Shabbat of Masarim and Teshuvah. Shabbat Hazom because it has in it uh, energies of this is the Shabbat of the Puranut of Esav, and you hope that the Shabbat Hazon turns into a Shabbat Nahamu. That's the goal. You turn this, uh, you know, this terrible Shabbat in the sense of what it represents into a uh, into a Nahama. So that introduction of Botai made it very easy for me to choose what we will talk about today in the Pedashah. Now, Parashah, some of our members were learning already inside. I heard before this part of the Parashah, they were Mechaven. I was Mechaven to them. In Perek Bet. In Perek Bet, we have a Parashah, Vayomer Hashem Elai Lemor. So this is Moshe Rabbeinu reviewing the history with Kla Yisrael. After all, we're learning Mishneh Torah. So it says, Vayomer Hashem Elai Lemor, Rav Lachem So Betahar so he tells Bnei Yisrael that you stayed uh, along uh, by this mountain over here. Rav Lachem, so v'tahar as they go around the mountain. Benu Lachem Safona v'ta'am sab lemor. Tell the people atem overim bigvul achichem bnei Esav. Tell the people that they were traveling in the midbar. They were passing the Esav region, the Edom region, the Seir region. God says, "Betaam sab demor, atem ovrim gibul aichem bnei esav yishvim b'seir." Vidiyum mekem v'nishmatem od be very careful. Atet garubam, don't 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 start a war with them. Kilo eten lachem me'artzam, you're not going to get the land ad bedrach kafregel, even a footstep. Kirushal ne'esav natati etal seir. That, that's a Yerusha that I gave to Esav. That, that area is to Esav. Don't even think, don't even contemplate to try to, to conquer it. Oh, so we see already in the Perasha of Shabbat Hazon, the Shabbat of Esav, we have already Pesukim that allude to an unbelievable the secrets in this Perasha of The secret of this parasha, v'ta'am sab lemor. So God tells, God tells the Jewish people, you're crossing bigvul achichem b'nei esav. I don't know the botai. When I learn this parashah, I love to medayek. Ze bigvul achichem b'nei esav. B'nei esav. We're not filling out over here a birth certificate. What do I have to know over here that the Pasuk says, Atem Ovedim Begvul, 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 Esav. What is it? Achichem Begvul, Esav. That's not my duke about that. The Ramban already is bothered also by this. The Stam, the Ramban, he says, She Yehus Yisrael min Avraham. Our Yehus comes from Avraham. Our Yehus comes from Avraham. And all the Zerah of Avraham are considered Achim. 
So you have the Zer of Avraham. So part of the Zer of Avraham is Esav. You cannot, uh, cannot deny. That's what Ramban says. Ta'am adomi ki so we have certain restrictions against the way we behave with Esav because he's our brother. Okay. The Ramban's explaining Ahicha. It's true, he's Ahicha in that sense, but why over here? The Ramban doesn't say why over here does Borei need to tell us don't forget, do not cross. You're now crossing by the border of your brother, Bene Esav. Okay, continue. Hayoshebim Beseir. They're afraid of you. Be very careful. Must be very careful. Why be very careful? We have to read that before we go into anything. You have to read Rashi first. You can't even go to this third level. Rashi. Be careful. Don't fight with them. Don't start with them. Now, by the way, God told the same language when it came to Ammon and Moab. Al-Tidgarba. Don't, don't instigate. Don't fight them. Why over here do you have the introduction? By the other ones, it doesn't say It says, don't, don't fight them. I think the explanation is simple. Because there's an, a natural hatred that we have for Esav. That's an inborn hatred that we have for Esav for what he did to our father. First of all, he made Yaakov's life miserable. He caused him to run away from his father's house. He held him in, in contempt that he stole the blessings, but he really didn't. He had 400 men that came to try to kill him. He bit his neck off, and his Baruch Hashem Hashem saved Yaakov Abinu. That what? Baruch Hashem God didn't give us, uh, you know, we didn't become teref to the mouth of, uh, to the teeth, right? To the prey. We didn't come prey to the teeth, to the teeth of Esav. But he wanted to kill us. So uh, when, we, when, we, when you're passing by, you have a natural tendency to kill these people, now, especially they're afraid of us. The Pasuk says, uh, uh, They're afraid of you. Oh, they're afraid of us. They're vulnerable. Yalla. Nekama. It's also Nekama. In the Kamot Hashem. So, be careful. Don't let that desire to take what we call sweet revenge. There's nothing sweeter than the revenge. Control yourself. That's a simple explanation of the Pesukim. Hasir is what's called an inheritance. It's an inheritance. Interesting, it's an inheritance. It's Yirusha. This is Yirusha. This Rabotai is a very important word in its perasha. Ki Yerushal Esav natati etav se'ir. I gave them this land, this territory, as an inheritance. There was a uh, there was a great rabbi. He was called the Oznaim Torah. Maybe you heard of him, Rav Sarutskin. Sarutskin, or unbelievable, I recommend it to our members. Oznaim Torah in the perasha. Hadushim, gorgeous Hadushim. So he also deals with this Ahichem. What is this Ahichem? What do you want Ahichem? So he has a very interesting uh, discussion in Halakha. The Halakha is like this. Let's say you have two brothers. And now they're involved in a Yerusha. They're involved in the dividing a Yerusha. 
father owned both properties. When the father passed away, boom, the two properties go to the brothers. The brothers have to make a, a halukah. It's a gemara b'vatra. The brothers that are splitting a yirusha. So the case is an interesting case. One brother has the uh, inner field, and one brother has the field in the back. One guy got the inner one, one guy got the back field. Easy. Now the brother that got the back field wants to know, can he walk through Can he walk through the, the front field, the inner field? He wants to walk through. Listen, when the father was alive, he walked through both fields, because they belonged to him. But now that the Yerusha, so he wants to know, is it understood, is it instant access that I have walking rights to walk through my brother's field to get to my field? You want to roll dice? We can roll dice. Or we can open up the Gemara. The Gemara is in Baba Batra, by the way. divided the field. They do not have access. They don't have access. They don't have easement rights, exactly. And not only that, the Gemara says, So comes the Gemara and says, But be careful when it comes to these halachot. These are established halachot. And the Mepharshim say, meaning in this case over here, the halakha follows Shemuel, because the Gemara calls them halakot kivuot, they're established in Hagim already in Yerusha, that ha'achim she'halku, they do not have rights. Oh, so now we understand something incredible. I'm about to ask yourself a question. Were we allowed to make war with Ammon? No. Were we allowed to make war with Moab? No. We weren't allowed to. Over there, it doesn't say that we can't walk in their lands. How come only by Esav does the Pasuk say, Oh, by Esav, By the way, you cannot go into the other lands either. Why only by Esav, you tell me, you can't fight with them, you can't even walk through their lands, and the other ones? The explanation is, this over here was a Yerusha. The brothers Yaakov and Esav were dividing property. And this was a chilek of the Yerusha. The Midrash says Esav and Yaakov were dealing with two territories. Esav told Yaakov, you could take Eris Yisrael, but you got to pay for it. Yaakov said, why don't you take Eris Yisrael? He said, no, 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 Eris is too expensive. Because I know they told Grandpa, to get this land. I'm not interested in it. You take the and you take Eretz Israel. I'll take, I'll take uh, uh, Seir. What did Yaakov tell him? You got it. Esav, of course, thinking that we never make it out of Mitzrayim. We need to take everything. But nonetheless, he's not giving us what he's a Sadiq Esav. <laughs> anyway, the point is, so this was a classic case of Ha'ahim Shehalku. What's the deal of Ha'ahim Shehalku? You're not allowed to use it as an easement. So that's what the Pasuk is saying. He's your brother. And therefore, this is a Ahim Shahalku. This is a Dina Yerusha. 
ad midrach kafregem. You're not even allowed to walk through. You know why? Ki Yerushal yaisav natan. Because it's Yerushal. So therefore, according to Osnayim, that's a halachic issue over here. There's the din of Yerushal. There's the din of Yerushal. You divided it up. And therefore, by the way, by Ammon and Wad, they were able to trespass. They were able to trespass. By the way, if Ammon and Wad would say, Baruch Abba has the yellow brick road, walk across, Baruch Abba. But Esab, you're not allowed, unless you get permission, of course. And they didn't get permission. They didn't give it. Whereas Ammon and Wad, we don't have to ask permission. Ammon and Wad, we walk through. They want to fight us, they'll fight us. Whereas no, when it comes to Esab, the, the, the Rav Sarathkin says, this is your brother. Rabotai. Rabotai. You cannot even walk through the country. That's a, that's a beautiful explanation. There is um, good. Beautiful. What does the word ad mean, by the way? No, meaning even. Ad midrach kafragin, which is even midrach kafragin you don't have, in the context that we're learning. Kilo etin nachem me'arsam ad midrach kafragin, meaning afilu midrach kafragin, even trespassing you don't have. Imagine the way we're learning the ad. Ad perush afilu. Now she, Akadosh over here, brings an alternate explanation. Unbelievable explanation, Abodai. Is the Ba'abore from the Midrash. He says, U Midrash Agada, Ad Shiyavo Yom Dirisat Kafregel Al Harazetim. Shneemar ve'amdur raglav. Hazak baruch. Over here, ad in the second explanation doesn't mean even. Ad means, like David said, until. You know when you're going to get Esav? Ad, until we get to that moment that's called the moment of Midrach Kafragel. What's that moment of Midrach Kafragel? Zechariah. It's the second time we're opening up Zechariah this week. Anybody listen to the Tehillim class this week? And it's the same chapter, by the way, we opened up. Who learns Zechariah Yudala twice in one week? They're lucky if you're in a lifetime they open up Zechariah. We learned it twice in one week. Anyway, Zechariah Yudala, Pasuk Dala, talks about what's going to happen at the time of the Mashiach. This is what's in the air now. Everybody's talking about Mashiach. So what it says here. Ve'amidu raglav bayomahu al har hazetim. Sabah al-Kadosh Baruch Hu kibiyachor. Ve'amidu raglav bayomahu al har hazetim. Is raglav going to stand on har hazetim? Asher al penei Yerushalayim. What's going to happen? Ve'nibka' har hazetim. Har hazetim is going to, it's going to crack open. It's going to crack open. This is like you said, Tachayat HaMetim. The Mitzudat David says, by the way, who in Yan Mashal? Of course, God's not going to step on Harazetim. So it's as if Kibyakov is going to step on Harazetim and smash it open, and all the Metim are going to come out. The Radak says the same thing. It's a miracle. 
بعد اذا تمشي بكاء ابن عزرا هو اوتوموفيت It's a miracle that's going to happen on that day that Mashiach about Harazitim. It's the burial of Harazitim. And then the Ibn Azza says, Hasn't happened yet. There have been some earthquakes and some uh, tremors, <coughs> but we're still waiting for that day. So that's the way that she learns this Pasuk. That she says, Ah, when are you going to already get from Isab? When are you going to get from Isab? Oh, that's not going to be odd until Midrach Kafragel. Until God takes his regal and pounces on Harazetim, uh, and there's going to be a Bikiah. So it's Kafragel of Akadosh Baruchu. So this is, by the way, a messianic uh, prediction here, by the way, which didn't happen yet. So Baruch Hashem, Shabbat Hazor is unbelievable. In the Shabbat Hazor, there's a Nehama. Borei Olam says, don't worry. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it in the future. But this is a this is Yerusha. This is an inheritance that I gave that I gave to Esav. So Esav, Esav is Yorish. <coughs> now the simple explanation, we, the question we have on, on, on this Midrash is, oh, oh. I'll have to mute all. What does this Midrash have to do with anything we're talking about? Borei Olam could say, Rabotai, al titkarubam ki lo eten nachem arzam, ad biad goyel tzedek. What we need, we need all the flowery language. Just say, you don't have to tell, why you need to tell me how it's going to happen now? Until I take my feet and I trample has team. That's not the, I understand what you're telling me. Ah, meaning, by the way, like it said by Yaakov, why, why is it the same? You understand what I'm asking? So I saw a beautiful explanation. So beautiful explanation to explain why it has to mention this uh, this inyan over here. It's based on a midrash in Shemot Rabbah. The midrash over here says there were three times in history, two happened already, one didn't happen, that Borei Olam took Nekama. And the midrash said, listen, Sometimes Borei Olam takes in the Kama when he's sitting. Oh, when he's sitting, the Midrash holds that that's really a, a strong Nekama. He's sitting, uh, he's in his chair ready, there's very strong deed. We have to analyze that for another time. When God's sitting, oh, the judgment is very strong. Sometimes Borei Olam makes a judgment in passing. Meaning yeah, he goes quickly over the city, in passing, that's already not so strong. The strongest one is when Borei Olam is standing. When Borei Olam is standing, that's the worst nekama. Woe to the guy that's on the other end when Borei Olam is taking a nekama standing. So the Barash says, what are the three cases? The Mabul, it says in the Pasuk, Adonai, the Mabul, Shav. So the Mabul was, uh, was very, very strict. However, Mitzrayim, what does the Pasuk say? Ve'avar Adonai Lingof. 
as bad as we think the Egyptians got, it was Ve'abar. By the way, side point, side point. I know for those people that like Pidush Tefillah, Mitzrayim was a din Ve'abara. We say every night in the Tefillat Arbit, Hamakeh Be'evrato. We always learn Hamakeh Be'evrato, Evra Melashon Ka'as. Hamakeh Be'evrato Kobekore Mitzrayim. But based on this, it's telling us Hamakeh Be'evrato. Which means it's telling us not God's anger, but it was a ve'avad. It was a it was a ve'avad. They died uh, like that ve'avad. However, the midrash says la'atid lavo. The pasuk says ve'amdu raglav bayomahu. Ho ho ho! What's happening? Kamatz going to be? What's going to happen? Kamatz going to be? So ve'amdu raglav shows us the severity. The severity, the severity of the nekama. So therefore the Pasuk will be saying like this. Which means, it's not telling you that, it's telling you until I take that strong nekama. That's the way I'm saying. This is Hebrew now. What kind of nekama is going to be for the Holocaust, for the Inquisition, for all that they did to you for the 2,000 years? Boreal said, this I'm getting up for. And you make Boreal get up. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa to the guy that's on the other end. That's, a, that's the level. That's the level. Not a botai. And, and then what's going to happen? And then, of course, then, then we're going to have the ultimate. You know, I once I once saw from a sefer parperaot lechokma. I think it's from the consuegro of the gaon nevil. Hmm. He said, "Unbelievable hadush." You ever pray with the Ashkenazim? The Ashkenazim in the berachav laminim v'lemashinim, right? They say. Uh, in Yeshiva, we heard this all day long. These are all words. You should just, you know, destroy them. So it's an Amida. We don't have that. We have Te'akir, Utshabir, Utchalem. They have ta'akir utshaber utmager. It's unbelievable. Said the rabbi in Gaona Vilnas from Hutano. He said, because really there's three nations that are still outstanding. So he says, look at the root word. What's the root word of ta'akir? Akar. That's a ayin. That's connected amon. Teshaber. What's the root word? Teshin. Sin. That's connected se'ir. Ut magen, what's the root word of magen? Men, that's Moab. So therefore you're saying, Se'aker keneged Amon. Ushashaver keneged Se'ir. Ushemager keneged Moab. Unbelievable. So they go, what about Sferatim? Don't worry, the Sferatim is okay. If you look at our text, what does it say? Mehera te'aker u'chaber. So we got the mem and the mehera. They went this way, we went that way. We went to the right. Mehera, that's the man, that's Moab. 
And it's better because it's in order. It's better. It's better. The Tzaddikim say also, he says in the Sefer, something amazing. Right? He says, but for that moment to happen that we're going to get all these nations, B'nai still have to accept upon themselves. And the Shema Yisrael, if we accept upon themselves the Ehad, then that moment will happen. So he says, that's the deep Kabbalah when you say Shema, Shema is Seir Moav Amon. So when you say the Shema, you're for those three outstanding nations, Rabotai. Shema Yisrael, that's the Ushe Shaber, Ushe Mager, Ushe whatever they say over there. That's the Shema. Understand the depth of it? But if this is a good coming up for Ben Amitzarim, by the way. At least Ben Amitzarim, at least Rabotai, at least Shabbos Shahado, when you say Shema. With all the kavanot that we learned this week, with the ayin and all the other kavanot, simple kavanot. That you have kavanot to the three nations, and b'skut that we're miyached the kadosh baruchu, be'elat Hashem, where the olam will be echad u'shmo echad. So anyway, that's the way the midrash wants to understand it. The bore olam is going to stand. This is going to be b'peinat amida. Abotai, tomorrow night is the yurt site of Rabbeinu Ali. Five, uh, five of Av. The fifth of Av. Look at that here. Okay. If you're online, sometimes you'll get disconnected. That's the risk you take. If you're here, you're here. Because some guys, they're about it went off. Come to the viewer. No, they want to stay at home. Sit back on the, the desk and watch it on, on the TV. And then they have claims. Hey, it disconnected. This is the Avad here. You take a risk if you you watching it. Want to watch it on TV? You, you, sometimes uh, you know the cable you lose uh, you lose service. <laughs> you come live, you hear. <laughs> okay. Anyway, where are we? Also, the Ariza. The Ariza. Your side is Sunday. Ari said a big He says that. There's 365 mitzvot lotase. He says each one of the lotases is connected one of the days of the year. It's unbelievable. Each day of the year has its uh, has its lav. You know, the lav. We have to make a calendar. A calendar, lav of the day. You know, instead of a you know dumb quote from some poet uh, that they give you, give you a lav of the day. So you can mizanez which 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 lav is today. So the Arizal said that he has a remez, but he knows it from Miriam and Navi, that the love of Tisha Be'av, which is coming up this Thursday, is Gida He says, and Hatam Sofer brings down this, that he has a Kabbalah that that night that Yaakov Abinu had the fight with the Malach, it was Leil Tisha Be'av. Leil Tisha Be'av. The Malach knew he was fasting, so he knows to get him when he's fasting. There was no Tisha Be'av then, but the point is the future Tisha The point is, he says, Al-Ken lo yochinu b'nei Yisrael et 
gidan asher that it is extra. He says it is otiyot tishah av. Over there on tishah be'av, the first tishah be'av of that night when they were fighting uh, uh, with Yaakov and the Malach, that's when when gidan asher became uh, uh, forbidden. Incidentally, gid I think is gematria seventeen, which is connected to the seventeenth of Tammuz. Gid asher, gid asher, right? Gid asher. And then you have um, you have Hanasheh, by the way. Arizal says, if you take the word Hanasheh, I think it equals 360. With the four letters, it's 364. With the Kolel, it's 365. So therefore they're saying, the Gid is Keneged, one of the days of the 365 days a year. Et, Et Gid Hanasheh, that day of the Sha'abah. And therefore, which part, which part of the, of, the, of, the, of the body did the angel get Yaakov Abinu? And what happened? He woke up limping. So we have we got to heal that. Although Yaakov you know, healed, but that uh, Charlie horse, as they call it in the vernacular, <coughs> was still limping. So Borea Olam says, Ad Midrach Until we fix that Kafregel. Of Yaakov Abinu that the angel did on Chabeav that night, we gotta cure it. So the name is already the Chabeav in the parasha. Adminach Kafregel, the Kafregel of Yaakov that got dislocated. Adminach, we're waiting in order for that to get uh, to get fixed. So that's another explanation of Adminach Kafregel. All right, Rabotai, that's the uh, that's the introduction. Now we'll start the dash. That's just to warm us up to get this on a time. Otherwise, you're not going to have your connection to this perasha. You see, if you say a big hidush, but you're not, you don't feel the perasha yet. You're not connected to it. So the job of the perasha is first to you feel like you're part of this perasha. You know it a little. You know, you're connected to it. Now, when you blow it up, it's, okay, wow, I know what's going on over there. But if you just blow it up, what's, what's going on anyway? What happened? You blew it up. I don't know what it was before you blew it up. You blow it up before you even built it. First, you have to build it up before you blow it up. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes the rabbi is too excited to give the hadush, so he blurts it out, and he doesn't get the right reaction because the guys, I, I don't know what, what is he to what pistol key is he in over here. <laughs> so, so the setup took about 40 minutes about the penashah. So now you know what we're talking about. Okay, good. Ready? Understand it? Okay, I'm about it. The real question over here is, the real question over here is, this unbelievable uh, inyana, Yerusha, <coughs> to me, this is Yerusha. You ever hear of a Yerusha that's refundable? Unbelievable Yerusha here. Refundable Yerusha. Is it matana? Okay, matana azir. No problem. We have that concept. I don't have a problem when you gave Moab and Amon. It says natati. Okay, it's a matana. Matana was a stipulation. Matana ad al toshim yom. When Mashiach comes, we say, okay, give us back the matana. It's like a 99 year lease. Real estate guy. Ninety nine year lease means forever, but it doesn't mean forever. It means not eventually ninety nine years is going to happen. And when it happens, the guy can come along and say, uh, I want it back. So basically, we gave Amun and Moab a 99 year lease, basically. It's like England with Hong Kong and all that stuff. But here, here it's a Yerusha. 
Since when do you have a right to come back and say, by the way, you do shot, I'm not. I'm not what? I'm not that I'm not your son anymore? Understand the question? So, by the way, Hatam's figures are phenomenal answer. He bases his answer on the Gemara Abu Dazara. Gemara Abu Dazara Dapyud. Remember Antoninus? Marcus Aurelius. Halak Baruch. Rabbi's friend. So he asks Rabbi an unbelievable question. Amar le, Atina la alma de ate? Do I have Olam Abba? Now, again, you're asking the bee, he's going to give you an honest answer. Not like us. They, anybody that dies, the rabbi says at the funeral, oh, he's an Olam Abba now. The guy was Ba'al Shabbat. He was okay. They were not to three, four. The guy was the worst guy. Now he's an Olam Abba with the Sadiqim learning with everybody over there. Okay. Over, over here, there's a lot of false flattery. But over there, Antoninos asks the rabbi, Atina na'amada ate? Amale in. Yes, you have. Amar le, look at how Atoninus knew the Torah. You know what I was thinking? He says, Ve'haketiv lo yesarid lebet Esav. There's not going to be any remnants of Esav. Borei Olam is going to come and destroy everybody. No, there'll be no one to be left over. He said, I'm from Esav. So therefore, the we left there, how am I getting, I can have all of my bar. How can I be there in the, at, the, at the moment? He answers him, Be'oseh ma'aseh esav. Listen, there's going to be a lot of converts. The Gideon will come. Those that convert, they want to join Klaise, Baruch Abba. But Oseh ma'aseh esav, if they don't want to repent, they're gone. Says the Hatam Sufet, based on this Gemara, it's not a Yerusha that we're taking away. There's nobody left. That nobody left. So who's Yoresh? The brother. <laughs> so that's what the Pasuk means. The Pasuk is saying, He said, it's your brother. He says, don't worry, it's your brother. I gave them a Yerusha, but they're not going to have money left to inherit it. And you're the Ah. Therefore, the Pasuk is discussing the Ah over here. So we shouldn't think, hey, if it's Yerusha, but I'm going to get it. They're going to get it. Don't worry about it. There's not going to be anybody left. You're going to be the only survivor. The only survivor so is going to come to us through the, through the front door, through the back door, whatever door you can. You understand? That's how time surfaces. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that, Shah. Enjoying, Norman? Yeah, the Ach is there to say, we're next in line. We're getting that. It's unbelievable. So, Shlaim, we have room. What do you think of the United Nations over here, the translator? <laughs> you have to put the your thing on your ears out here. You're going to get No, I'm happy you got it. Just to get it into my head. 100%. I, I, I have no problem with you. The guys I joke around with, the guys I love. You know that. Okay. So now, so now, oh, so this is a beautiful explanation. There's a very, very strong question of what time. The question is like this. Question goes like this. You remember we learned Yaakov and Esav were in the same womb together? And it says, you know, already from the womb they were already like predetermined what they are. Yeah. 
They pass a uh, bet midrash. Yaakov wants to uh, wants to go out. They pass a casino. Esav uh, wants to go out. Meaning, it, 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 they were already predetermined. So then the question then is, if you're predetermined, uh, there's no there, there's no punishment for Esav. There's no reward for Yaakov. By the way, there's no choice. Right. Where's the free will? It's, uh, I don't like when they say hey, Sadiq from the womb. Sadiq from the womb. That's not a praise. Sadiq from the womb is problematic. That means it's almost as if they programmed them, they put the Sadiq button on. Finna, you're at Sadiq, you have no choice. And Isaac, Rasha button, and no choice. So if that's the case, so how do we explain this? Uh, so there's an unbelievable Perush of the Ismah Moshe. He actually says he saw this in a dream. He said, I had a dream, whatever year it was. And this, uh, in the dream, they were explaining him a pasuk. The pasuk says, we get dreams. We said, it says in Shohan Aruch and Siman Aleph, that you have to wake up like a lion. So one of the students asked me, how do you wake up like a lion? I said, if you go to sleep like a hamor, you're not going to wake up like a lion. You got to go to sleep like a lion. The guy's watching uh, Johnny Carson. He wants to wake up like a lion. Doesn't work. Uh, you understand? Doesn't work. So anyway, so watch this over here about time. Oh. So the smart Moshe says in the dream, they explained to him a pasuk. We have a. Uh, you have to, is that the Oscar one? Yes. I got it right. Just a simple. If I'm not mistaken, it's the haftara. Oh, you're in Tontot. I don't believe that's the haftara of Tontot. I think it's the haftara of Tontot. Hard pasuk. The pasuk comes along and says, "We didn't get to this in our haftarah series." Pasuk says, "Hello, hello, 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 ah, esav liyakov, ah, esav liyakov." The brothers, new Mashem says, "God." Prophecy. I didn't know that. So say the Lord. What kind of prophecy is that? Love Yaakov. I hate Esav. By the way, remember this prophecy when you have all these uh, uh, you know half baked rabbis that get up and they talk about Yaakov like he's the bad guy and like Esav is the good guy. How do you learn this pasuk of it? God says, I hate Esav. So what are you giving Esav the benefit of the doubt? And the one that God loves is Yaakov. He stole the Bechonah. He stole this. He deceived his father. <laughs> you go, you get the Nabi. They look to the Nabi in these guys, but they forgot the Saptara. Abotai. If I was giving this prophecy, which is a great prophecy, I just would have said, you know what? Says the Lord, I love Yaakov and I hate Esav. Okay, now we know where God stands. What do you have to give us the lineage? Hello, ah, Esav Yaakov. New Mashem. That's the main part of the prophecy. Says the Lord, hello, ah, Esav Yaakov. This is, the, this is the dream he has. He says, because of big hadush. <laughs> he says, why were they born as twins? Why were they born as twins? Well, by the way, ask yourself a question. Why were they born as twins? Well, she could have two pregnancies. Yaakov be born, Esav be born. What would have to happen like this? So he says an amazing Hattush. He says the fact that they were together, I'm quoting the words now, 
טבע עשיו ביעקב וטבע יעקב בעשיו. They shared natures. We came to answer questions. I'm not to answer questions. Over here, they were together. So therefore, because they were together, that means, what do you think? Yaakov is a Sadiq, but uh, he was struggling with the influence that he got from Esav. And by the way, Esav had free will too, by the way. He had a lot of the court of Yaakov Abinu. But what? He chose. He chose. But they had an Irbubia of Kohod. And that's why when God comes along and says, I love Yaakov. Of course you love him. He's a natural Sadiq. No. Hello, ah, Esav Yaakov. That's why I love Yaakov. Because he's an ah of Esav and he still acts like Yaakov. The key? The key to Pasuk is hello, ah, Esav Yaakov. They're brothers from the same womb. Ah, they're brothers from the same womb. So he has a Teba of Esav in him. Ah, that's why I love Yaakov. Because with the Teba of Esav, he broke it. He overcame it. It's an unbelievable shot in the Pasuk. Uh, that's a dream. Yeah. Talk about a good dream. Oh. <laughs> By the way, the Um Hashem, that's the main prophecy. The Um Hashem, Therefore, as a Totsa'ah of that, they both had free will. They both were able to overcome themselves. That's why, by the way, part of the dream, part of the dream, that's why when Yaakov is born, what is Yaakov? How is he holding? What is he holding on to? He's holding on to the Akiv. Why? Because he needs that Akiv. That Akiv is key to him. Without that Akiv, he has no free will. He needs the Helik of, uh, of the Ra. If he's going to be a, a, a natural Sadiq, a pure Sadiq, so he has to hold on to the Akiv. Hinting to us over here, he's, ah, 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 he's holding on to him. It's a big, big inyan, this, uh, this you saw over here. Oh. So what happens? You know, they compare Isab to a, to a Hazir. I know that's not politically correct in this climate to call any, yeah, any nation uh, you know, Hazir. But... Uh, the Hazal said Hazir. Why do they refer to him as a Hazir? Hey, you're not going to make anybody happy. The Guim are not going to be happy because you call them Hazirim. The animal rights activists are not going to be happy because why are you calling, uh, why are you using Hazir, why are you insulting the Hazir? <laughs> Somebody's always going to be upset at you. No matter what you're going to say. Anyway, oh, that oh. So he said like this. Why is he called Asab the Hazir? The Hazir, we know, has two simanim. One siman is what? One siman is his split hooks. Split hooks. Split hooks. Which is a kosher sign. It's a kosher sign. The other sign he has is he doesn't chew its cut. So what does Asab do? He shows his paws. Yes. He says, oh, look, I'm kosher. I'm kosher. Eat me. I'm telling you, you kosher. Which means Asab does have etiquette, to have some, you know, which I tell you, values of some sort. 
and the couple of them, they show us their, you know, their beautiful ways and their, uh, you know, they exactly, it's superficial, of course, but they're showing, look, eat, but really, really, it's, uh, and by the way, I'll tell you the secret. That's the big attraction that we have living in Galut. The big attraction that we have is, the attraction is not, not to the bed of Esav. The bed of Esav doesn't attract us, by the way. The bed of Esav repels us. We see all the bad things they do, but we also see that culture, you know, tuxedo, and have fashion, and have music, college, you know, education, arts, have all the music. And the, listen, that's the that's this. Now, of course, this they come with this, but this is to get you to the non-kosher part. <laughs> what do you think? They they can't bait you with the non-kosher part. But they bait you with the here, with the feet. And now what happens? Uh, you get drawn in. Of course, Abotai, uh, the goal, the goal is to overcome it. The goal is to overcome it. Not get sucked in. That's why you have to keep away. You have to keep away. You have to keep, you have to keep separation. You have to, Abotai, if you're not going to keep, you have to separate yourself from the good part. From the part that's appealing to you. You know, one of the rabbis said, Shalom Asami Goy. What's the commandant that he has? Uh, the most sophisticated. Not on the guy in the Bowery. <laughs> the guy in the Bowery, even the Goy said, Shalom Asami Goy on him. <laughs> We're talking about the sophisticated guy. Shalom Asami Goy also. Even the guy sleeping, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, the, the what's it called? The, the presidential suite. Shalom Asami Goy, that guy also. Oh, they once asked the Hafez Haim. Unbelievable Hafez Haim. Where's Mark? Mark left us already? Okay, what did he leave? So we have over here, so we have over here, Havetz <coughs> Haim said like this. He said, really, it's an advantage for B'nai said to be in Galut. It's an advantage. It's, it's our benefit. Why? Because as long as we're in Galut, next to Esav, we could fight him, we have the Yitzhara, we have Behila Hoshit, can overcome him, we can get sakhat. Once Mashiach comes, it's game over. There's no more free will. So it's our advantage to keep us in Galut. So the Hafez Haim says, unbelievable. He says, there's a halakha that says, if a lady tells her husband, halakha says what? The husband, the lady works. Who gets the money from the ladies working? I tell Sandra this every day. Which means, oh, no, no, but halakha. I follow all the halakhot. Now, whatever the lady makes, goes to the husband. And what do you have to give her in return? Mizunot. You have to feed her. Meaning, you have to pay for the groceries. She eat. However, let's say the lady makes a lot of money. She's allowed to say, any nizunit, I don't want your mizunot. You keep your, you could be a mjadra, and I'll keep my money. You know what I mean? For, 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 for the mjadra you give me every night, you want to take all my profits? Keep your jadra, and I'm going to keep it. It's, I mean, it's not to my advantage. It's not to my advantage. She could say that. So now, Fred says, where can the wife? God's saying, listen, I'm going to keep you in Galut because you have an advantage. You have to. So we tell God, we're mohel on that advantage. Just bring the Mashiach already. We're mohel on that advantage. Just, just bring the Mashiach. We don't want that advantage. That advantage is too difficult for us. I saw unbelievable Hatan Sofer 
in this parasha, which means just bring my shield. We don't want the advantage. You say you're keeping us in Galut because it's a benefit for us. <laughs> we don't want the benefit. We don't have those garans. Just bring my shield. Unbelievable hatam sofer in the parasha. I don't know if you noticed. You know, it says in the parasha twice, Rav Lechem. If you look in the beginning of the parasha, in Perek Aleph Pasuk Vav. In Perek Aleph Pasuk Vav, what does it say? It says, Perek Aleph Pasuk Vav. Hashem Elohenu Diber Elenu Becholev Remot Rav Lechem Shevet Bahar Hazer. That was by Har Sinai. We stayed by Har Sinai for a long time. So what does that she say by Rav? By Rav Lachem he says, lachem You got a lot of benefits by staying at this mountain. Like what? You got the Mishkan, you got the Menorah, the Kerim, you got the Torah, Sanhedrin. Rav Lachem was a big uh, big benefit. So the Atam Sofiso, so you see whenever it says Rav Lachem, it's a benefit. So he says over here in the Perasha, when it's talking about the galut that we're going to be in Esav. He says, You're going to be, not be able to get Har Seir for many years. You're going to be in galut. What's the, what's the benefit? There has to be a benefit in this Rab Lachem. The benefit is to be in the galut. That's a benefit. What? That you're able to have Bechira Hoshi. That you have the Inyan of the galut. That the Rab Lachem of galut is also a benefit for Klai Yisrael. That what? You still have the ability to live amongst the nations of the Goyim. But what? Pull away. Not, not to learn from the good, Rabotai. Because ultimately when you learn from the... guy comes, I'm going to college, I'm taking a course on, uh, <clears throat> you know, a painting. Uh, the good stuff. But they, what do they tell you? They're smart. The painting, where you have to take six other courses to get to the painting course. They don't need to just make painting. Because they know that. They don't want to care about The painting is innocuous. That's this. That's the pause. You have to take philosophy, comparative religion, and uh, all the other, uh, 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 you know, all, all the other, the, the, the tenses of Haman, the prerequisites. And now you can take the painting. Uh, by the time you take the painting, you're a kofed by car. You don't care about painting anymore. Now you want to become a priest. You want to become a painter. Now you become a, you become a priest. Which means they suck you in. You have to be very careful about that. Oh... So now we go back to the Pesukim that we're reading over here. Pesuk comes along and says, Rav lachem so Rav, the galut is Rav lachem. So it's a long trip. It's a long trip. It's Rav lachem. Galut is long, thousands of years. But Rabotai, that trip is to our advantage. You know what's our advantage? Atem ovrim b'gevul achichem b'ne'esav. That's why I made him your ah. In order that you'll be in the Galut and you'll be able to overcome the temptations to be like Esav, there's an advantage of being in the Galut that you're able to not learn from them. Oh, Altit Karubam, Kilo Etin Lachim, you're not going to inherit it. Ad, until what? Midrach Kafregel. Until I destroy the Regel. The Regel of who? The Regel of Esav. That's the regal of Esav. The regal of Galut. The Kalum says, I'm going. Morelam says, there's going to come a time where there's going to be Midrach Kafregel. That that Kafregel is going to be destroyed. Then the Galut's over. Then already you have no more advantages. And then already it's going to come the time of the Geulah. That's the Kafregel. And therefore, she says something unbelievable. Where 
in, in Judaism, whenever they want to talk about the separation between us and the Green, they say the Jewish people are like olive oil. The olive oil rises to the top, and everything goes to the bottom, which is a natural separation. Therefore, where does this Midrach Regal take place? Harazetim. says, Harazetim. I'm going to crush the olives. When you, when you, when you crush Harazetim, what do you get? There's going to come a time where there's not going to be any more connection between you and Esav. Even the good of Esav, that's the lure, that's the attraction to bring you in. That's going to come. And that's the way we started the Shabbat Hazon is a great Shabbat. That's the Shabbat of the third Shabbat. That's the epitome. That's the Keter. The Keter of Esav, which is the Keter of the Kedipah. And now we understand the secret. That if we're living in the Galut, Rav Lachim, we have an advantage. What? To be with them, of course, not to learn from them, but not to even learn from their good, from the Kaf Regil. But there will come a day of Midrach Kaf Regil. But now going to cut those legs off. And then will be the time. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> 